Let's listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor's in the house. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Welcome, everybody. Uh, and thank you for last week. We had a great turnout with our live show with uh, people actually coming into the program and, ask, and, and posting comments. And we then posted that show on our regular scheduled 4 p.m. slot and it went to YouTube and guess what? YouTube took the show down because we talked about energy medicine. We did not talk about Rockefeller biopharmaceuticals, petroleum-based chemicals. So that's okay. It's like a badge of courage uh, that uh, YouTube took a, a program down that talked about energy medicine, healing with frequencies, not with drugs. So that gives us the impetus to uh, do more of those programs in the future. Okay. But, you know, this program, Dr. Ron is on uh, Rumble, BitChute, Vimeo. Spotify, so you can find it any place. And you can search Dr. Ron, D.R. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored, if you want to uh, tap into the show. So look, I'm not going to take a lot of your time today, okay? But, you know, I've been telling you that uh, medical care is not health care. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that. You don't go to doctors anymore for your health, health to keep you healthy. You, know, you go there to get medications. They just about examine you anymore. The PA or the nurse or the aide comes in, ask you what's wrong with you, put you on a scale, they ask you how tall you are, even though they, the, the uh, ruler's right in front of them. How tall are you? I think I'm 5'6 or 5'7. Okay, that's good enough. They don't talk to you about diet. They don't talk to you about lifestyle. They talk to you about, well, let's refill your statin drugs because your cholesterol is a little high. 
Doctor, I'd like to get a serum ferritin. Well, we don't do that. It's not covered. I don't care if it's covered or not. I want to know if I have a lot of oxidation going on in my body. Doctor, what's my reverse T3? Never heard of it, so I'm not going to order it. So that's the state in a nutshell of where we are with medicine. And as I said, 85% more or less of doctors are employed. They uh, are not their own bosses. And if they deviate from what their bosses want, they'll get fired. If they deviate from what the AMA says, they'll lose their license. Drugs that have been around for many, many, many years are forbidden to be used. You got to ask yourself why. Why is that? And if we're doing so good with the Rockefeller-based allopathic medicine, why are Americans dropping dead? The largest decrease in the United States life expectancy in 100 years. Life expectancy across all groups in the United States has fallen 2.7 years from 2019 to 2021. The largest two-year decrease in 100 years. And that's from provisional data from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, which has been not all that honest with us throughout this whole Chinese episode. Overall life expectancy at birth fell to 76.1 years. Primarily driven by the coronavirus pandemic and unintentional injuries, including overdoses, heart disease, liver disease, and suicide. Representing smaller contributions. Now they they say, well, well, we'll see a slight increase in 2022, but unlikely to rise to pre-pandemic levels. And we didn't even get to winter yet, where death rates usually increase. And disparities between men and women are fantastically different right now. About six years apart. Expectancy for men fell to 73.2 years, a one-year decline from 2020. Life expectancy for women fell to 79.1 years from 79.9 in 2020. Reminds me of Alan King, you know, when he was reading all these obituaries for 100-year-olds. Survived by the wife, survived by the wife. Yeah, looks like it's going to be that scenario all over again. Biggest two-year decline in U.S. life expectancy. From a, a medical society that spends more than any other nation, but ranks close to the bottom of the 30 developed nations in overall health care. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? 
Now, doctors are the third leading cause of death. But when you add up everything, medicine is the leading cause of death in the United States. And we've talked about that in many, many podcasts from Dr. Ron. So how are you feeling about taking all those drugs? 14 drugs per American. And most Americans only eat two to four Big Macs. But they take a lot of drugs. Medical error is being flagged in the top ranks of urgent, widespread public problems. A case today, a person was discharged from the hospital with a certain dose of uh, carbidopa, went to rehab, the dose was lowered. The patient is now back in the hospital and no reason is given why they lowered the dose from what his neurologist prescribed for him. Medical error. The United States is number one in per capita pharmaceutical spending. Do you ever hear the word iatrogenic? It means doctor caused cause of death, number one in the United States. I'm sorry, not number one. It's number five now. It dropped down from third. But we're up there. So uh, we have a lot of deaths annually, annually, from medicine causes such an unnecessary surgery, contraindicated care, medication errors, and drug adverse effects. So I don't want to beat this up because we've already done that, okay? But these are, there are physicians from John Hopkins, okay, that reviewed this topic in the British Medical Journal. The title was about lethal events resulting from medical error as the third biggest cause of death in the United States. Somewhere around a quarter of a million annual deaths. One in 10 overall as a conservative underestimate. A less noticed article in 2013 in the Journal of Patient Safety judged the practice of medicine to be causing on the order of 440,000 American deaths each year. So we're not getting health care from our medical system. We're getting disease and care. Disease care. So there's lots of challenges. That's why we started talking a couple months ago about naturopathic care. Someone that's actually going to study you and get to the cause of the problem and treat the cause, not just the band-aid it. And with one drug and then get another drug because of the side effects of the first drug. Again, it involves everything, surgery, invasive procedures, hospitalizations, unsafe injection practices, unsafe blood transfusions. 
you know, colonoscopy, something that seems so, in, you know, routine. Has, you have to think about perforations, infection, and hemorrhage. About 4% of people experience these complications. If they're serious enough to send them to the hospital within a month of the colonoscopy. Okay, so I'm not going to beat that up anymore. But know that overall, uh, cause of death uh, is medicine. Uh, we get failing marks for the United States healthcare system. Cheryl Atkinson did a beautiful article uh, that she uh, excerpted from the Associated Press. The poll showed an overwhelming majority of Americans, eight and 10 actually, say they're at least moderately concerned about getting access to quality health care when they need it. 80% of people have a problem. Life care is life, ex, life expectancy is dropping. Multiple reports too. And it's really a big deal. So what's, what's a better indicator of the well-being than life expectancy? I'll give you an idea how healthy people are. Now, it could be a blimp, but we'll see. We'll see what happens when more data uh, comes out. But that's the headlines. And we should be paying attention to it. And um, we'll get into to this again at another time. But there are poor ratings. If you, if you go to the Associated Press's article, healthcare in general, only 12% are satisfied. Healthcare for older adults, only 11% are satisfied. Quality of care at nursing homes, only 6% are satisfied. Prescription medication costs, only 6% are satisfied. Mental health care, 5%. Black and Hispanic adults are in particularly, in particular, worried about health care. 60% of them are extremely concerned. So do we have a crisis? Well, if not, we should be taking a, a good look at where we are in medicine and and shows like the one that we did last week with dr jerry smith about energy medicine healing with frequencies should not be banned and we have to remember that there was a great study in 2001 from the national academy of medicine that uncovered that there's a gap between scientific evidence that is when scientists learn something significant from rigorous research and changes in patient care. That's actually when it gets started to, starting to be used. At 17 years, 17 years. How's that make you feel? Something that came out 17 years ago is just starting to be used now. And 90% of our diseases are epigenetic that means that they can be controlled by lifestyle changes diseases from lifestyle so let's change our thinking 
from diseases to health potential. So we can, you know, we might be weak now because we're taking pills and we're always in fear. You notice every, nothing, there's not a lot of positive information out there anymore. Nobody's talking to you about your bioterrain. We're talking about biowarfare and biochemicals. But how about that terrain inside of us? There's millions and millions of bacteria and viruses that keep us healthy. And why aren't we integrating medicine? Why aren't naturopathic, chiropractic, and allopathic physicians working together rather than uh, ignoring the natural medicine of today? Just like we ignored natural immunity. And we think we have to get a genetic shot every six months to keep our immune system going. And you know, um, uh, Phil Safer talked to us about meditation. You know, that's the lowest cost thing we can do to treat our diseases. Meditation. Uh, because uh, it, you know, we had that program. It can change us. It can change our bioelectric field that surrounds us. We're wired for survival, but we have to know it. And we have to get into the right frame of mind. We have to choose that as a habit. So don't go choosing your side effects. That's what medicine's doing to us. Let's, let's, let's try something more natural. So that's where we were. That's where we are. We're not improving. And there's a lot of things I could talk about, but I have to figure out how to talk about it and get it on YouTube so we don't get bumped off because uh, we're getting a nice little following over at YouTube. So we'll work, work on that. It's just crazy, right? Decreasing life expectancy in this great country of ours. Largest decrease in a hundred years. It's got to get your attention. Got to get your attention. Now, the other side of the coin is what happens if, if we just live longer, but we're sicker? Well, that, that doesn't seem to solve any problem either, would it? So you can say I'm 100 years old, but I'm with a walker and a cane and a pacemaker, artificial knees. I can't get out of bed by myself. I take 14 different pills every day. I spend all day taking my pills. Well, we, we don't want that. I had a, I had a uh, professor one time, he says, you know, you want to be like a candle. You want to br brightly light up, but at the end, you want to go out like somebody just out and blow out the candle. You don't want, you don't want to linger and be sick for years and years and years. So life expectancy is going down. Well, we knew that, right? That's something we knew. So I want to talk to you a little bit about testosterone, and then we'll do a program about fluoride, copper, and Alzheimer's disease. We'll talk, we'll do a program probably next week on the natural treatments for Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, I, I guess I just have to keep reminding you about the failing grades we're getting in healthcare. The failing grades we're getting in healthcare. 
it's sad, really. We spend so much money, spend so much money. And at some point, we I have on my agenda to talk about anti-aging, how to rejuvenate your cells, your, rejuvenate your cells and yourself. Getting you off of those proton pump inhibitors. Oh, my God. That's something we have to do. So, look, we've talked about low testosterone with Dr. Wong a few weeks ago. But, you know, there's an association of low testosterone with the risk of hospitalization for that CB19. It's well established that low testosterone concentration is a marker for severe CD. CD19 to be exact. From the Mayo Clinic, uh, no less. I'm just going to get here to the pertinent quotes. Patients hospitalized for CV-19 are more likely to be men than women. Therefore, it was presumed that testosterone is a risk factor for severe CV-19 and that estrogen may be protective as well. It was a study of 723 men. Those with hypogonadism, low testosterone, had significantly higher odds than men with normal testosterone of being hospitalized independent of other risk factors. Men receiving testosterone therapy had a similar risk of hospitalization as men with had normal testosterone on their own. The study suggests from 723 people that men with uh, low testosterone are more likely to be hospitalized after CV-19 infection. And you know, Dr. Hertig, uh, he's an endocrinologist from Belgium. He, 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 he's written many articles on that. And then I had a question, how do you boost your testosterone level without taking uh, bioidentical testosterone? Well, there are, there are uh, suggestions out there. I haven't had any uh, experience with, uh, with this, but some talk about pomegranate, talk about zinc, talk about DHEA, which is a precursor to testosterone. Talk about a bioflavonoid called Crisin, C-R-C-H-R-Y-S-I-N. Talk about nettle root. That may prevent the, the proteins in your body from binding up testosterone. So, I mean, there are things out there. I don't know. I don't know there are, there are real effects, to be honest. Okay. Because most of the people that I... Uh, advise and associated with are using a bioidentical testosterone cream. And, uh, you know, you want your testosterone level is at the optimal age of 30. You don't want it at the age of 80 or 70. Okay. Because the age related reduction is not entirely known, but we do know when it goes down, you increase your body fat. You increase oxidative damage. You get you have declining levels of that DHEA, which is a precursor to testosterone, and lots of other uh, you know decreased sex sex drive, maybe more inflammation. Because when they, you take testosterone, you know you, you, your weight decreases, and, and lots of health measures get better. 
you get stronger, your bone integrity gets gets stronger. And your libido gets better. So there are lots of good things happening. And the androgens are essential for the proper growth and development of your prostate. Just know that. And we're not going to get into good, bad, or indifferent, but I can tell you from something I saw recently that there's no problem with taking uh, testosterone and worrying about prostate cancer. And some people with prostate cancer actually are given testosterone. So what's the optimal level for you guys? Free testosterone about 15 to 25. Total between 600 and 900. And estradiol between 20 and 40. Okay. So, and there are hormone replacement therapies beside the, uh, the natural ones that I don't know whether they work or not. According to life extension, testosterone replacement therapy in the context of prostate cancer is very controversial. And although testosterone replacement therapy does not appear to directly cause prostate cancer development, men at high risk for prostate cancer should not undertake this therapy without consulting a qualified healthcare provider. Okay. So I think it's part of our, you know, it is part of an anti-aging process also. And in that, in that regard, we have to talk about zymescence, the strongest uh, systemic enzyme on the market. We have to talk about uh, fish oils, either in the form of fish oils or plant essential oils. And we've talked about plant essential oils according to Peskin. Well, his work is being reviewed, but there's no doubt in my mind that the plant essential uh, uh, oils are anti-inflammatory. And you know what? Chronic diseases have their basis in inflammation. Okay. So, uh, you know, we, we should consider it if no other reason, for, uh, ex- except that no other reason, they are, they are anti-inflammatory. Plant essential oils, PEOs, Brian Peskin. And just know, uh, you know, almost everything you read today is is fake. I mean, medical journals today are funded by the pharmaceutical industry. That's it. 80%, 86% of clinical trials are funded by pharmaceutical industry. There was an article this week, I think it was in New England Journal of Medicine, about the, uh, the new uh, CV booster. Funded by Moderna. You know, doctors and institutions depend on funding, not only for the research, but for their income. And that's why you didn't see a lot of uh, well-respected prior to the uh, uh, scandemic of physicians coming out and criticizing what they knew was false. They depend on that money. So we have to look at who funded the data and we have to see the actual data. The peer reviewers have to see the actual data, not just the summaries. And the pharmaceutical industry is involved directly in designing analysis and publication of the trials. 
And according to Marcia Angel, Harvard ethics professor, the physicians are nothing more than quote, hired hands who carry out the trials as directed and then sign their names to ghost authored reports. Marshall Angel, Harvard ethics professor. In addition to pharmaceutical companies funding peer reviewed journal articles, according to the British Medical Journal, BMJ, 50.9% of medical journal editors are paid large sums by pharmaceutical companies. How do you like that? They're getting into all phases, all phases. And pretty soon you're going to be getting a genetic modification shot. You know, they would love you to get it monthly. It's like uh, Microsoft giving you a, a, an update every month. Update your genes and don't worry about your natural immunity. That doesn't even, it does, doesn't even count anymore. Okay, so that's my take today. Okay, we have decreased life expectancy. The healthcare in the United States is not the best in the world. And medicine generally is the number one cause of death, doctors number three. And the big pharma is funding research and some of the editors. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this show, you know, please give us a thumbs up on uh, any podcast platform that you use it. We're on PodPage. Podbeam, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Cast, FM, Samsung, Rumble, BitChute, Vimeo, and I'm sure there's others. Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. And hopefully... We won't have anything to blow our heads off, like some of the stuff I talked to you about today. Okay, here's Freddie taking us home. Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you I'm sure he can tell you just what to do the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house so if you have a pain call the doctor if you have a strain call the doctor let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week. <laughs>